Buonasera a tutti, good evening and welcome to the Italian Radio Hour. Io sono Viviana and I would like to welcome back our regular listeners and also welcome any new listeners. Also, be sure to like us on Instagram and Facebook at the Italian Radio Hour and subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch up on any past video interviews. Vorrei dare il benvenuto ai nostri ascoltatori da tutto il mondo, grazie per essere con noi anche oggi mentre continuiamo il nostro viaggio per l'Italia e la cultura italiana. So today's conversation. So Murano is the island of glass blowers ac across the lagoon. Uh, from here is known for producing vases and glasses with swirls of color and ornate chandeliers found in many hotels and homes. But some businesses on the crowded little island also produce high fashion jewelry found on runways and in exclusive social settings around the world. So today we'll talk about the journey of two brothers, Daniele and Stefano Attombri, Venice, and how the remaining stock of glass beads from an old glass uh, factory turn into their path to success. But before, a little pubblicità. Parli italiano? Do you want to learn, improve, or master your Italian? Istituto Mondo Italiano can help. Located in the heart of Regent Square, Mondo Italiano offers small group classes and one-on-one private tutoring to help you learn Italian in no time. Visit us online at www.istitutomondoitaliano.org. Un caffè, per favore. My first cup of coffee sets the tone for my entire day, and I get my coffee at La Prima Espresso. La Prima has been brewing Pittsburgh's best coffee for nearly 35 years. Try any of their in-house roasted varieties of beans from all over the world at home, or come and enjoy an espresso or a cappuccino at any of their locations where their friendly baristas and familiar faces will make you feel at home. Because a trip to La Prima is like a trip to Italy, only closer to home. Well, uh, benvenuto uh, Stefano, um, it's a pleasure to have you here. Grazie, grazie. Uh, so uh, I'm so fascinated. First of all, I have to uh, give a big thank you to my friend Martina Bison. She's also a Venetian, but she happens to be also a childhood friend of yours. And she has seen you uh, going through your path from your beginnings all the way to the runways of Dolce Gabbana. And when she shared a post about your beautiful story and work, I was uh, truly, truly fascinated. Um, so it is very, also very unique to uh, be able to talk to a Venetian. Uh, so before we get into talking about your uh, beautiful creations, I would like to uh, for you to tell us a little bit about what is Venice to a local person? How does Venice look like when those millions of tourists are no longer crowded your little cars? <laughs> Dunque, vivere a Venezia mm, non è semplice. Per un residente a Venezia eh, negli ultimi anni è diventato un po' difficile perché appunto ci sono un po' troppi turisti. Uh, e... mm -hmm. So just uh, I'll catch up with a little bit of a translation. So living in Venice is not that easy, um, especially in the last few years. And uh, indeed, um, you know, the uh, 
flocks of uh, thousands of tourists and might create sometimes a little challenges. Thank you. E il problema più grande è che ormai non ci sono quasi più negozi per i residenti, ormai tutto è indirizzato verso il turismo, quindi per una persona che fa una vita normale a Venezia diventa tutto più difficile. Mm -hmm. So uh, it looks like the, the one of the biggest issues is that uh, uh, there are, uh, there are uh, shops for local residents are hard to find, everything is really catered towards uh, tourism, so this creates um, some problems. Per il nostro lavoro invece è bellissimo perché lavori in una città dove passano milioni di persone di, da tutto il mondo, conosci, hai, questi anni noi lavoriamo a Venezia da 35-36 anni e questo negozio ci ha dato l'opportunità di conoscere tantissime persone di tutto il mondo e ad avere contatti anche per lavoro in tutto il mondo. Uh -huh. uh, for their profession, actually, this is uh, a very good side in a way that this, uh, this uh, the most beautiful aspect of uh, being in a city that is visited by millions of people from all over the world, uh, because in those 35, 36 years that they have been operating, um, you indeed meet people from all over the world, and some of them could be also um, important business connections as well. Hey. Questo ci ha permesso di lavorare in America, di, uh, in questo momento, negli ultimi anni stiamo lavorando di più in Giappone e ci permette di viaggiare e quindi è un po' atipico, è un po' atipica come attività, visto che a Venezia normalmente sono attività molto st stanziali, stanno fermi, non si muovono. Mm -hmm. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, uh, something that has uh, given them the opportunity to uh, travel um, uh, the U.S. in the last uh, few years. They have also spent quite a few time, um, some time in, in Japan. And uh, this is kind of a typical of the businesses in Venice where they tend to stay put. Um, C'è un posto a Venezia che... Um, is there a place in Venice that is your favorite or one little jewel that uh, might not that, uh, be that obvious that um, people should go and visit? Se c'è un posticino a Venezia che è il tuo preferito oppure, oppure una chicca che devi essere veneziano per conoscerla. Ma io eh, preferisco andare un po' fuori dal centro per avere un po' più di calma e quindi a me piace più la zona di Castello verso la zona di San Francesco della Vigna, queste zone che sono meno frequentate dai, dai turisti. Mm -hmm. So he actually prefers to go a little bit outside uh, the center because they, they are a little quieter um, areas. They're not as uh, crowded with uh, tourists. So more uh, towards uh, Castello in San Francesco della, um, della Vigna. Uh, okay, so I think uh, we can dive in a little bit into uh, the conversation on how um, you and uh, your brother Daniele, sometimes also known as Lele, I guess, <laughs> uh, started. So um, a little bit about, um, we're talking about the 80s. Um, and um, something happened, uh, I guess a glass uh, factory closed. 
so how did you start your, uh, wh what was happening that you got this brilliant idea of starting your own business? Noi abbiamo iniziato il nostro lavoro alla fine degli anni 80, 1987, e, e andavamo in giro a Murano per vedere di trovare le perle veneziane. Così in quel periodo lì uh, avevano chiuso questa fabbrica che si chiamava Veneziana Conteria e che fabbricava queste perle piccolissime, colorate, e noi abbiamo avuto l'idea eh, di prenderle quasi tutte perché avevamo capito che stava cambiando. Non c'era più una produzione a Venezia, ma si cominciava ad avere una produzione fuori dall'Italia mm -hmm. e noi volevamo continuare con la tradizione veneziana. Ok, so um, this, uh, it started, their business started towards the end of the 80s, so around 1987. And uh, where Stefano and Daniele were going around the uh, Murano Island, which is again famous for their um, uh, glass tradition. And what they were looking for is uh, they were trying to acquire those little beads, colorful, very little beads and very colorful uh, that are typical of the Venetian um, tradition. Uh, because one of the producers was actually going out of uh, business and they kind of realized that uh also the production of this business um these beads was moving outside Italy so they wanted to do something that would keep the Venetian tradition um alive uh but let me ask you one question prior to your buying um a spree did you have any previous experience with uh working with uh beads or what drawn you uh to These to the beads. Um, avevate, eh, prima di iniziare ad acquistare questi stock, avevate dell'esperienza a lavorare con le perline o che cosa vi oh. ha attirato? No, 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 non avevamo nessuna esperienza e ci ha attirato l'idea di, di creare utilizzando un materiale eh, tipicamente veneziano e di creare qualcosa di più moderno rispetto a quello che c'era all'epoca e, e da avere delle idee, un, un design diverso, mescolare le due cose, la tradizione e la modernità. Mm -hmm. e abbiamo imparato studiando delle tecniche che abbiamo trovato su vari libri, da, dai Maya, varie tecniche anche per colorare i metalli, per... Abbiamo creato questo mix tra il metallo, noi usiamo molto metallo, e il vetro veneziano. <laughs> so, uh, again, the question was if they had any previous experience working with beads, and uh, um, the answer was actually no. Uh, they were drawn by the idea of creating um, something that uh, would uh, utilize uh, the uh, something Venetian, traditional of Venice, but with a, a more modern approach to the designs, um, something different from what it was being produced in those years. And uh, so it was really the idea of um, uh, mixing tradition and uh, a modern aspect. So they started by studying several techniques, um, including the Mayas, 
they kind of learn how to color also metal. And again, they created their own style that indeed mix, uh, mixes both um, metal and, uh, and the uh, glass. Uh, did, call, did you remember by chance what was the first piece that um, you uh, and uh, Daniele designed? Is the exhibit is somewhere, it's been sold, or is in the archives, so to speak, in the museum. Le prime cose erano cose molto semplici, erano cose molto proprio la base, mettere una due perline colorate, mescolate con proprio una cosa semplice, semplice. Poi però abbiamo cominciato a, a guardare un po' le, le spilate di moda, queste cose prendevamo all'epoca, non c'era internet all'epoca, quindi si, si andava avanti con giornali, vari giornali, e abbiamo visto che potevamo creare qualcosa nella nostra immaginazione per vari stilisti italiani. E così abbiamo cominciato a creare immaginando le nostre cose indossate da dai vestiti dei, dei vari stilisti italiani e poi abbiamo avuto il coraggio di andare a, a proporle e, e so, poi sono state prese per le sfilate e abbiamo sfilato. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, I asked about their initial pieces, whether it was something that uh, they remembered uh, or sits in the archives, so to speak, of uh, uh, what had been uh, created. So, um, you know, Stefano is saying it was a very humble beginning, maybe a couple of, uh, you know, beads and some wire and everything. Uh, but uh, obviously that was a long time ago that they started to get a little... Uh, more sophisticated in their designs and uh, mainly looking also what was happening in the fashion world at uh, um, uh, the runway. Uh, and uh, we got we have to remember then um, there was no internet yet. So they could not surf the internet to get inspiration or to see what was happening. Uh, so um, magazines, fashion magazines is where they would imagine their creations on the on the designers uh, models until they uh, they had, so to speak, the courage to go ahead and propose some of their designs uh, to indeed those uh, um, famous uh, fashion uh, designers. Um, so uh, and again, the. Um, uh, this is a big jump. So how long do you think it took the business to get to that point? Because obviously having started as maybe a smaller artisanal shop to then being on the runway, it doesn't happen overnight. Was this something um, that uh, happened? Uh, coincidence, just a lot of persistence, uh, Can you tell us? Audace tenacia, per noi il nostro ripagano sempre. So audacity and perseverance, tenacity. C'è voluta molta pazienza, ci sono stati momenti molto molto duri, molto difficili, però ci abbiamo sempre creduto e abbiamo sempre insistito. Uh, so obviously there were times that were not uh, that easy, but uh, they indeed... 
persevere and uh, um, and uh, that has uh, uh, paid off. So I wanted to share maybe one picture of, uh, but then I want to go back again. I just want to give our uh, viewers a, um, an idea of uh, this one piece. This was a Dolce Gabbana um, uh, runway, if I'm not uh, mistaken. And uh, let's see if we can zoom a little bit on uh, on the piece. So your pieces are nice and bold, one of a kind. That's that's usually the main thing that these pieces are unique. They're not mass produced. Um, can you? Um, so this uh, this piece that Dan got photographed um, everywhere. Uh, tell us a little bit how uh, were you given any guidelines or did you design the piece and propose it? So how was the process like here, the chicken and the egg? Um, did they give you guidelines or did you have the piece and propose to them? Noi non abbiamo mai eh, fatto delle cose ordinate da altri. Eh, noi abbiamo sempre proposto quello che avevamo creato prima e anche questo pezzo qui che era per Dolce Gabbana noi avevamo preparato questa collezione pensando ai vestiti di Dolce Gabbana e poi siamo riusciti dopo lunghe telefonate dopo lunghe insistenze ad avere un appuntamento e, e loro appena le hanno viste le hanno scelte subito per la sfilata a Milano che era, si svolgeva qualche giorno dopo. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a great story. So uh, one of the things uh, is that they don't work on commission. So they create their pieces <clears throat> and then they will propose it. So um, in this case, it was exactly the same thing where they had already created a piece and, uh, you know, uh, after endless uh, attempts uh, phone, for phone calls or meetings, uh, they um, managed to get an appointment with uh, uh, the Dolce Gabbana team. And um, so as soon as they saw uh, the piece, they fell in love with it and uh, they included right away in the upcoming fashion show in uh, uh, that was going to take place in Milan. So that is um, amazing. I wanted to show uh, just some black and white pictures. And this is uh, obviously pre-Atombri <laughs> uh, pre, uh, um, time, but this is indeed the tradition of uh, the uh, ladies um, that were sitting outside um, uh, putting beads, let me, I have a few of them, so I'll try to uh, share the ones I had uh, got. So was this a typical, obviously this is also pray your time, um, but from what you hear, maybe family recollections, was this a typical scene in Venice, in that area, to see these ladies outside, um, questo naturalmente è molto prima dei tuoi tempi e, e quindi era una tradizione che si vedeva spesso a Venezia nei tempi, non so, forse della nonna. Uh... Ma io ricordo benissimo che quando ero piccolo che avevo i parenti, i parenti di mia madre vivevano nella zona di Castello e quando andavo a trovarli c'erano tutte le donne sedute fuori in calle che facevano questo lavoro 
era una specie per Venezia di welfare per familiare, nel mm senso -hmm. che arrotondavano le, le entrate facendo questo lavoro tutte le donne per strada. Mm -hmm. So uh, Stefano Clever remembers actually when he was going to visit his grandmother uh, in uh, Castello that uh, uh, that uh, this would be a typical scene. Uh, I mean, it was normal to see these uh, these ladies uh, working, uh, stringing their beads because it was kind of the additional income that they would uh, earn for the family. Um, these ladies have a name in Venetian dialect, right? How how would you call these ladies that string um, uh, beads? Impiraresse, si chiamano impiraresse. Okay. Um, a kind of, you know, looking at the geographical, obviously, differences, how uh, this was the art in Venice, and then you go to another part of Italy, for instance, Puglia, Bari, and you see the ladies making all the chiette. Uh, kind of the, the same principle of being outside, showing the craft, and also earning some uh, some money. Um, and uh, I wanted to see if I can get a video while we continue this conversation, where uh, there are some images of actually um, that happening in, in your beautiful uh, uh, boutique. Um, where did you where did you start um, and where are you uh, located now? Dove, eh, dove avevate iniziato e invece dove vi siete poi trasferiti? Noi, noi siamo, abbiamo iniziato vicino a Piazzale Roma, vicino all'Università di Architettura, ai Tolentini, con un piccolo negozio. E dopo, alla fine degli anni 90, ci siamo trasferiti a Rialto e siamo ancora a Rialto. Mm -hmm. uh, so, obviously, their uh, location, uh, their current location is not the, the first one. Uh, they had started near the university in a smaller shop, and now they're uh, more visible near the Rialto Bridge. Uh, so, you are in vetrina, you are in, in the window constantly, and uh, uh, how does he feel? Do you even notice that, uh, you know, uh, you're like totally in your zone or do you still feel the energy of um, people um, passing and stopping uh, by? Essere in vetrina è una cosa che ormai non, nota non notate più oppure sentite ancora l'energia del pubblico dall'altra parte della vetrina che osserva, si ferma, commenta? No, eh, vabbè, ci siamo abituati perché dopo 35-36 anni ci si abitua, però è sempre piacevole sentire anche i commenti delle persone fuori, e vedere che sono interessate, tante persone non riescono a capire il tipo di lavoro, allora entrano, cercano di capire come funziona, come funziona le nostre tecniche, cosa facciamo, alla fine come c'è qui adesso sul video, noi facciamo il lavoro delle impilaresse, solo che loro usavano 15-30 aghi alla volta, noi ne usiamo uno alla volta, siamo molto più lenti, però continuiamo questa tradizione. 
So uh, being kind of in the window, so to speak, uh, obviously they kind of got used after 35 years, but uh, it is still very pleasant to hear the comments from the passerbys and the, the, the clients looking at uh, the windows and showing interest. Um, maybe sometimes they don't uh, grasp or then understand right away, you know, the technique or the type of work that is required to create a piece of jewelry. So they might uh, come in and, um, you know, to see the techniques. And uh, so what they're doing is indeed still uh, carry on the old tradition of the ladies, uh, so to speak, that uh, strung uh, beads, the imperarese, but uh, they used to uh, the ladies 15 needles. They go with one needle at a time. Um, so your pieces uh, obviously are for um, who, who do you imagine wearing your creations? Um, and do you think of uh, the wearer in the creation or uh, or do you get inspirations from, where do you get your inspiration? Abbiamo molto, siamo molto diversi io e mio fratello, io parlo per, le, per il mio punto di vista. E io prendo ispirazione quasi sempre da una donna che passa o che vedo per strada e immagino la, la collana che potrei creare per lei. Magari poi non la vedrò mai più, no? però è quel momento che mi dà l'ispirazione e poi mi invento questa collana. Uh -huh. uh, ok, so I think we are done with uh, showing the video. <laughs> uh, so your inspiration is from maybe a face, a woman that you have seen and uh, you project how your creation will look on this individual. And it could be a woman that you will never see again. So this is your process. How about uh, 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 Daniele, since you said you are very different in your approach? Daniele è molto più tecnico di me. E lui, infatti lui eh, si occupa più della parte con il metallo perché è molto più preciso nel lavoro con il metallo, con il filo. Io invece sono un po' più creativo, nel senso che non ho un'idea ben chiara, comincio e poi non so cosa succederà. Uh, so Daniele is the one that between the two is a little more uh, technical. So um, he tends to use more uh, the uh, metal. And uh, so again, he's more precise with the thread and so forth, whereas uh, Stefano is the, uh, the more creative. So he would start and then um, see where that uh, goes. So, so I wanted to uh, give an idea of, uh, again, some of the pieces and, and then you can tell us, um, do, you, um, do you start and finish your own uh, creation or sometimes you might do a part of it and not always, you know, sometimes. And uh, Daniele would take care of a, um, an aspect of the, uh, the same piece. Molto, molto spesso collaboriamo. Io faccio una parte, poi viene finita o viceversa. Collaboriamo, facciamo le cose insieme molto spesso. Mm -hmm. Poi ci sono certi pezzi, certi che sono quasi sempre unici, che ognuno fa il suo... E... Inizia e lo porta alla fine. Mm 
So it's not uh, uncommon that they might collaborate on a piece. Um, um, obviously, all these pieces are one of a kind. So it could be also that one starts and finishes its, its own uh, piece um, as well. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, your experience uh, overseas. Let's move to either the United States or Japan. Uh, which one was your first destination and how? Did you make that transition, that transition, that uh, um, entrance, so to speak, in those uh, two big geographical areas? So, noi abbiamo iniziato i primi lavori all'estero, abbiamo fatto in America. E abbiamo lavorato a New York, a Boston, San Francisco, abbiamo girato. E poi, da un certo punto in poi. Ci ha, ci ha affascinato l'Oriente e abbiamo lasciato, anche se ci piacerebbe adesso tornare in America, negli Stati Uniti, e... però per molti anni siamo, abbiamo preferito l'Oriente e il Giappone. Mm -hmm. um, so the, uh, the, the first entrance to uh, international markets was actually in uh, the United States. Uh, with experiences in uh, in New York, in uh, Boston, in San Francisco, and kind of they traveled around. And then after that, they were drawn from uh, the Far East. So uh, that's how they landed in, in, in Japan. And uh, although um, they wouldn't uh, mind uh, returning to the United States. Um, how much is uh, maybe the, the culture that you are exposed to in uh, or have been exposed to in Japan uh, how much has it uh, influenced uh, some of your designs or even other cultures? Um... Ma sicuramente il Giappone ci ha ispirato tantissimo. Il Giappone è, ha un artigianato ancora molto, molto vivo, quindi eh, per noi è un paese che ci ha sempre dato tante ispirazioni. E... E anche il modo di fare che hanno, devo dire, che, che ci ha influenzato molto negli ultimi anni. L'America ci ha dato l'energia, cioè l'America, quando abbiamo lavorato in America, c'erano queste grandi città che per noi, che appunto arriviamo da, da Venezia, abituati a altri ritmi, altre velocità, e ci, ha, ci ha dato una botta di, di energia che, che ci mancava forse. Mm -hmm. So from uh, Japan, obviously, uh, you know, um, Japan still has a very strong co culture in, uh, in the uh, artisanal, in the craftsmanship, in creating uh, local products. So they got a lot of inspiration from it. So, and also the way that they approach their creations and uh, the, the way of operating. So that has influenced them uh, greatly. From the United States, it's almost like the United States was your Red Bull, like uh, a shock of uh, a big dose of uh, energy uh, where, um, you know, you were used to uh, maybe different pay, pace of life, different rhythms of working. And here is the big cities with the big skyscrapers and uh, really gave them an energy, uh, an energy boost. Um, 
just uh, um, going back to some of uh, the events that uh, have um, happened. Uh, so from uh, Japan, uh, when when were you actually in uh, um, in Japan? You you spent some time there, right? Quando? Sì, in 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 Giappone. Quali sono diciamo il, il periodo diciamo di influenza giapponese? Gli ultimi dieci anni. In the last time. Gli ultimi dieci anni sicuramente sono anni che il Giappone ci ha influenzato di più. Okay. Uh, so now obviously you know um are the pieces that uh, you created for um, that market uh, differ? Um, your vision is different uh, or do you, uh, or was your approach more of bringing the Italian style, the Venetian style pieces and let them appreciate? So I was wondering if, uh, uh, again, some of the creations for uh, that region uh, or also in the United States where cater to meet a little bit of their taste as well or it was just you know let's let's introduce them to our um, Venetian uh, style our imagine Venetian imagination ma io penso che, che il, lo stile veneziano sia sempre alla base del, del nostro lavoro e dopodiché l'abbiamo mescolato, abbiamo avuto questo, questo incontro di varie culture e così, però lo stile veneziano penso che rimanga sempre <ride> evidente, insomma. So, uh, so the, obviously the, the, the Venetian style is at the base, uh, base of all their productions and uh, um, it might have um uh, seen um uh, influence from these experiences but pretty much the Venetian style is what is at uh, um at the base um so there was something that I wanted to ask you about and that was indeed uh, uh a collaboration with a sculptor with uh, Lucio uh, Bubacco uh these again might not always be familiar names um, overseas, so can you tell us a little bit about uh, this collaboration that uh, that you had? E dunque, con Lucio Bubacco noi abbiamo un'amicizia da, da molti anni e lui è, penso che sia uno dei più grandi maestri vetrai per la tecnica del lume, quindi dove si scioglie il vetro eh, su una fiamma e, e lui è un esperto e è molto bravo a creare figure femminili o, o lui è specializzato in diavoli, angeli, figure mitologiche e così. E, Qualche volta, non sempre, però ci viene voglia di lavorare insieme e abbiamo creato varie collezioni insieme e che anche queste sono state apprezzate insomma, sia in America che in Giappone. Mm -hmm. 
so um, for those of you that might not be familiar with the name of Lucio Bubacco, uh, so to them was also a, a longtime uh, friend, uh, but he is probably one of the most famous uh, masters in the uh, lamp, um, in the uh, glass blowing uh, tradition. And uh, so the, the melting, so to speak, of the, the glass over, over a flame. And uh, his uh, expertise, or at least some of his uh, well, more well-known designs would be uh, um, female um, uh, figurines. Um, it could be little devils, it could be angels, and uh, or um, characters from mythology. So they, um, on and off, they, so to speak, collaborate. They have created uh, some uh, collections uh, together. And uh, so I was wondering, there was one um, necklace that had a little bit of, uh, I had a little angel. I'm gonna um, share my screen and then you can tell me whether this is one of your pieces, just, you know, the uh, Tombri or is um, potentially from, a collaboration with uh, Bubaco. So I was wondering because you mentioned angels, so I was wondering if this might be um, one of his uh, pieces or not. Yes, yes. Okay. <clears throat> so here you see how they blend uh, beautifully uh, with uh, your work and uh, this angel, this uh, uh, beautiful uh, figure that seems to be um, questa è praticamente tutto il lavoro di mio fratello in collaborazione con Bubacco. Okay. Um, we are almost uh, at the end of our lovely conversation, so I was wondering if there is anything happening, if you can tell again where you are located, and um, so, and hopefully we will see you back in the United States. But I was wondering if it, it is anything particular that you are working on or would like to share with us? Non ho capito, scusa. Sì, volevo sapere se c'è un qualcosina di su che cosa state lavorando, se c'è qualche evento, qualche cosina in particolare che volete condividere. Io adesso un attimo condivido anche il sito e ribadiamo anche dove siete posizionati. Noi adesso stiamo lavorando per un progetto che ci sarà in Giappone, mm -hmm. due progetti, uno a giugno e uno a novembre e stiamo per quello di novembre probabilmente lo faremo in collaborazione con Bubacco e molto probabilmente andremo io e Bubacco andremo in Giappone a questa mostra che ci sarà mm -hmm. a novembre. Uh, so there are two projects uh, coming up. Uh, both of them are also uh, linked to Japan. Uh, so one project, one exhibit will be in, in June and then the other one is going to be in November. And most likely this is going to be another collaboration with uh, Bubaco where Stefano and uh, uh, Bubaco will be traveling to Japan for this uh, exhibit. So I see also that your website caters uh, to the multilingual uh, customer uh, base that you have. So uh, again, atombri.com. Uh, and uh, as I said, uh, you can start dreaming because next time I, I'll i be in uh, in your area, I'll definitely um, 
I'll definitely stop uh, to meet you in person first. And then I'm very, very passionate about the creation of uh, unique pieces of, uh, of jewelry. Uh, growing up, a dear friend of my uh, father was a, an orefice. So I would spend hours and hours just seeing, working, creating, designing, polishing. And uh, so that would be like a, being a, in, a, in Wonderland uh, for me. Well, grazie, grazie a te. Our time is uh, uh, unfortunately up. Uh, it is time to, uh, il Big Ben ha detto stop. It is time for us to say arrivederci e alla prossima. We want, to, we want to thank you for tuning into the program. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, or if you have any travel topics you would like us to address, please contact us at the Italian Radio Hour at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And remember, if you or any of your family and friends have missed a prior episode or would like to listen to this episode again, please visit our website at www.istitutomondoitaliano.org and click on the Italian Radio Hour tab. You can also subscribe to the Italian Radio Hour on YouTube or where you catch your favorite podcasts. I would like to profusely thank our guest Stefano Attombri. Un saluto a Daniele. Grazie. <laughs> our sponsor, Istituto Mondo Italiano, La Prima Espresso, La Boara for the Music. Until next time, alla prossima. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao, grazie.